What's up, everyone? Welcome to Mongol, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kev, Josh, and Riverhound star Alex Dixon. There's been a ton of news about the team recently, and we're going to break it all down. But first, Alex, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We got to talk about it. I mean, you know, off season. We're in off season. We were just talking about the foot of snow that got dumped on us last night. How is your uh, off season going so far? Uh, it's been good so far. A little bit longer than I would have liked, obviously. But, um, you know, it's been good. Been able to relax a little bit, take care of the body, and just started kind of getting back in shape and all that stuff. But um, it was good to kind of decompress and just take a moment away from the game. But, you know, now it's uh, two weeks out from preseason, so I'm ready to, ready to start. You mentioned decompressing a little bit. Any sort of hobbies or anything that you're doing to sort of busy yourself during the free time? Um, my wife's actually pregnant, so I've been reading a lot of baby books. Oh, congrats, Ooh, man. Congrats. Yeah. yeah, so I've been reading a ton of uh, stuff about babies, picking my friends' brains and stuff like that since our first child. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's been the off-season, just trying to plan for all that and everything. That's awesome. I, I have three of my own. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty crazy, especially in the first one. You're like, you know, what's going on, but that's, mm -hmm. that's so awesome. So happy for you guys. Um, anything, uh, you know, you, you mentioned sort of the, the, the foot of snow and how everything got dumped on, you know, I have kids that play soccer and now they're stuck inside any sort of tips or anything. How, how are you sort of staying in shape through all of this? Um, we have a gym where we live at. So I kind of, um, just been running indoors, lifting quite a bit. Not that you can tell I'm a pretty skinny dude, but uh, I, <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, the field I usually go train at is kind of snowed in now, so I probably won't be able to get any ball work done between now and then. But um, yeah, it's just working out, trying to keep that fitness level at a decent little base. So whenever we get started, you know, Bob's not on me too much with anything. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just trying to run, lift, all that stuff, get a nice little base, and then, you know, be ready to go whenever we start in two weeks. I was going to say, yeah, you guys start in, in two weeks. Have you been talking to the guys at all, just like getting pumped for preseason? Yeah, I mean, everybody kind of – it's a shortened or off season compared to what it was the year before with uh, with COVID and everything, but it still feels like it's so long. So, I mean, everybody, as soon as we finish, you know, it's kind of – you know, you take that little break, you get to the time to clear your mind. But I want to say after about two or three weeks, everybody's kind of ready to get back into it. So it's been a long time coming, and I'm excited to see everybody when we get in and, you know, see the new additions what we got. So uh, speaking of COVID and everything, uh, let's go back to last season, how it all ended. Like as a player, what was that like? Like just having the playoffs cut short like that and just like, how did you guys handle it? It was kind of, it was surreal. You know, obviously everybody's health first and foremost, that's the most important thing, but just to have it kind of end like that was, you just don't expect that to be, to be the case. We navigated the whole year without uh, any problems. And then, um, you know, right before it's about to start, the playoffs, the most important time of the year, you know, that's when everything kind of shuts down. So, I mean, I think it kind of hit us, it caught us all off guard, obviously, but um, it kind of didn't set in until we all watched that first playoff game. I remember talking to some of the guys and, uh, you know, we're still kind of in shock, but then once we watch that first game, it's like, dang, we're really not going to be able to play. So it's kind of a tough way to go out. Obviously, I fancied our chances of how we could have done in the, uh, in the playoffs, but, um, you know, it's just more fuel for the fire this year, you know, more motivation going forward. Got a lot to prove you know, and um, just really excited for everything that's to come. I, say, yeah, so I can actually imagine Lily using that as like a, a speech. I can hear it now already in the <laughs> <laughs> locker room talking about last season and like, you know, needing to use that as fuel for the fire to, you know, go into the next one. Yeah, definitely. I can wait for the 31st whenever we... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
So you've played with uh, Coach Lily now on two different occasions on two different teams. Um, what's that been like, and and what do you think about him as coach? I mean, first off, I think he's he's a great coach. He's super demanding. He's um, he knows exactly what he wants. He doesn't accept mediocrity, which I think is also. I don't th- just so you know, I don't think he listens to this show unless he's on it. So you can be honest with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> He probably listens. He just signs up in under. That's it. around a little bit. And, um, no, I think he's he's great. He's been good for my career personally. You know, I won a championship back with him in uh, 2015 in Rochester. So that was a good experience and everything. And it kind of um, you know catapulted me to where to where I've been able to get to today. Just kind of made me the player that I am because you know he kind of molded he molds each and every player to how he thinks he can get the best out of them. And I think that I only can if you accept it and kind of agree with it. You know, he can only benefit from that. But um, yeah, I think his his approach, everything has kind of been the same since I met him in 2014, and uh, he hasn't changed too much too much in that aspect. Kind of has calmed down a little bit, so that's been uh nice to see. But the talks, everything you guys see after the game, that's been that's that's him. That's who he is, and I, I like that about him because he's you know he's not a he's not a fake person. He's what you see is what you get, and I think that's uh, kind of refreshing in the game of soccer. He's an honest guy, and you know he kind of cares about each and every one of his players and um yeah that's i mean i got nothing but good things to say about bob you you mentioned there briefly rochester and uh and we called this episode deep thoughts with alex dixon (laughs) just to pick your brain i mean you were in rochester you played in rochester do you have any thoughts on you know rochester coming back as a team that isn't the rhinos and like the jamie vardy led group or anything like that yeah i mean it's good to see them back as a team you know it's kind of sad seeing them kind of have to uh to fold a couple years ago and with everything that went down there. But um, I kind of wish they would have been into the, uh, you know, in the championship. So to be able to travel out there and play against them and everything. But it's just, I think it's good for everybody. It's good for American soccer to have the Rhinos back playing. So, I mean, hopefully wish them nothing but the success. And then if they do get back to the championship at some point in time, if I'm still playing, obviously, you know, I want to beat them. But uh, <laughs> good. it was a good experience. For sure. Uh, so, you know, we, we tend to have a lot of players on in the preseason. We have coach on in the preseason. Last year, we talked to, to Kenny Forbes and uh, we asked him, you know, he sort of played all over the field and we asked him, you know, what what he thought his best position was, where he would like to play the most. And I think we were all a bit surprised when he said he'd like to play further up the pitch because it seemed like at that time in his career, he was sort of drifting further and further back and sort of being that general in front of the defense. He said, no, 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 like I want to be up front. And he got more minutes up front. They're closer to the front this past season, and it really paid off. You're another player that, you know, oftentimes you played a lot in forward. You've played some defense. You've played some winger. And just curious, you know, if you could sort of pick your position heading into this season, since I don't want to say it worked out for Kenny. He didn't, I don't think Bob was like, sure, that's what you said. But, <laughs> you know, if you could pick your position, where where would you like to play most? I mean, I love – Playing out wide, whether that's on the right or the left. But me personally, if I could pick and choose my one spot, it'd be playing from the left as winger. So that's me. I like cutting in from the left, being able to take guys on, you know, do everything that I'm good at. But um, at the end of the day, as long as I'm playing, I could be playing center back, keeper, wherever it is. I'm happy to play. I don't think I played everywhere except for center back and keeper last year. So I'm happy. <laughs> like a sign, it's a sign of trust as well that he trusts me to be able to you know, adapt to those positions and still perform at a good level. But um, if I could pick and choose one spot, I'd be playing as a winger from the left, for sure. Nice. 
Nice. So uh, earlier this week, uh, the the full schedule got announced, and it includes games against like Detroit. Um, a lot of West teams were playing against like uh, New Mexico, Rio, uh, Vegas. Um, are there any of those games in particular that you're you're looking forward to, or you know, just any of the games really? No, there's not anyone that stands out to me that I really want to you know get after. But I think all the out of conference games, just being able to play somebody that you haven't you know, face since I've been on the West Coast. I think that's going to be a, a good experience. And I think if you look forward to those games, you know, you don't have much information on them besides watching tape and stuff like that. Whereas, like, last year, you know, we played Tampa four times. We played Miami four times. You kind of know what you're going to get from them. So playing those teams that are out of conference, I'm looking forward to all those games. But, you know, as long as you get maximum points, you know, I'll be happy. <laughs> so, so a bit of a tangent question here. Um, last week, we we had a lot of discussion around – um, like time wasting and throw-ins and diving in the box and VAR, like a lot of the kind of like laws of the game and interpretations of it. Um, so considering that you've both kind of played like wing back forward, you know, winger, I think your 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 interpretation and, pers- and perspective on like the offsides role um, would be pretty interesting. I mean, especially I think lately, you know, with things like VAR and in other leagues where, you know, your armpit is offsides and so therefore you're offsides and the goal gets kind of caught off. I think the discussion in our last show kind of evolved into okay well you know should offside just be like a yes or no you're offside or you're not offside or should there be this kind of gray area where it's like well like he's not really offside and so i don't know do you do you have any any kind of outlooks on on how offside currently kind of gets ruled um i think vr is great with as far as you know determining decisions where there's like a handball in the build up to play things like that but i think the offsides issue is kind of crazy it kind of seems like they are looking to chalk goals off more than they're like looking to count them and i like how you said i think an armpit is something that's crazy who's going to score with the armpit yeah in time of that so i think they need to be able to interpret it to uh to an extent so i mean if it's if it's close i kind of feel like that should go into the forwards favor Obviously, I mean, I'm a, I'm a forward, so I want to get as many goals. <laughs> I was going to say, you play a little forward and defense, so yeah. it's I interesting. Mean, it depends on the time, you know, if I'm... <laughs> yeah, I was like, like yeah. Alex, is, Alex is never going to be, like, you know, the last person on our defensive line, right? He's not, You're probably not going to be defining the offside trap for that. <laughs> I, I hope not. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'll be in trouble if that, if that happens. But, uh, yeah, I kind of think that... Um, like VR has been good, but I just I just don't like how they kind of look to neg- neg- negate goals more than they are looking to like allow goals. So I think I'm an Arsenal fan, and I watched the Spurs game a couple weeks ago, and they had two goals called off, and it was kind of looking like okay, what can we do to not count these goals? Like it was great as a fan of Arsenal for them not to get those goals, but you know it's I don't think there's anything in them that could have that should have said all right, they're clearly this much offsides, and you know we're gonna chalk those off, but. Hopefully that's something they get ironed out in the in the years to come. I think MLS actually does a pretty good job of that because they have the ref go look at the screen himself. And then um he kind of determines whether it's, you know, that far off sides or whatever it is. And I kind of think that might be something they can adopt too. But you know, it's technology. It's gonna take some time to get used to those growing pains with it. But um yeah, I'd like to see it in USL. I actually had a game against San Antonio when I was in Oklahoma City and they kind of had us as the guinea pigs for a fever AR and they called back a penalty. We ended up missing the penalty. But, <laughs> you know, it was kind of, it was crazy to be in that situation where we're kind of all just waiting on the field and waiting to see what the outcome's gonna be. And then it ends up being a penalty for us. But um, yeah, hopefully that's something that's implemented in USL at some point in time. But um, 
you know, like I said, it's going to be kinks down the road and stuff they need to figure out. But maybe, maybe, maybe like a surprise kind of off scripted follow up question. You know, you're we're talking about offsides. I would consider you a, a, like a relatively fast player. I think you have a lot of speed behind you. What like are do you, are you faster than like Ciceroni? Or are you faster than like Dequa? Are you fast? <laughs> are you are you the fastest Riverhound player? Yeah, that's. I'd say it's between me and Ezra. Oh, okay. Okay. Ezra, yeah, he, he has some pace. He's very, very quick. He's like deceiving that low center of gravity. He's super strong. But it'd be between us two. I don't think anybody else is kind of coming close in that aspect. So. I would have said the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, he knows, though. <laughs> so uh, you've been around American professional soccer for a while now. In the past few years, the players have been given much more of a voice uh, with the formation of the UL USLPA and the Black Player Alliance. Uh, how important is that representation from your standpoint for the growth of soccer in America? Um, I think it's I think it's great. You know, I think that the more black voices are heard in you know any ethnicity that's a minority in this country, I think the better it'll be for the sport because you know we all need some form of representation. There's you can look across any locker room. There's not just one specific ethnicity that's there, it's all kinds of people throughout the world and everything. So I think from my perspective, having the Black Players Union and everything has been great. They've been doing great work and um, shedding a light on some of the issues that we've been facing in years past. So um, yeah, I think from my perspective, it would have been nice growing up to have sort of more of a representation in a way to have like Black coaches, things like that, growing up from youth soccer. I don't think I had a, uh, a coach of my color until I was, in Hartford in 2019 with Roddy Jaidi, you know? So that's 25, 26 years of playing soccer and I didn't have a, you know, a black coach that amount of time. So it's good to see that guys are getting involved with that kind of stuff and, you know, bringing awareness. And hopefully we continue to, uh, to enact positive change and just, you know, shed light on the important issues and, and bring change. Do you think, uh, you know, sort of life after soccer, you talked about, and not that I'm saying that you're going to retire anytime soon. I don't think you should retire. Yeah, anytime, please but don't. You're talk yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking, you know, you, you just mentioned you had a kid. Do you see, you know, in the future, would you be interested in coaching or something like that? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely thought about it. I've had those discussions. It's something I think that uh, I think I have a lot to offer just from my experience and what I've been through all the different situations. I think I have a lot to give back. So it's something that I uh, would definitely be interested in. It's just a matter of, you know, starting it off and um, getting a team here there, whether it's a youth team or ideally coaching in a professional environment. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes in between that, between now and then. And, um, yeah, I think I think something I'd be interested in, too. I hope to play for at least, you know, two or three more years. But we'll for see sure. how it goes and whenever I have to cross that bridge or cross that bridge. Yeah, yeah. So preseason is just around the corner. Uh, do you do you set any goals for yourself um, personally or, or for the team uh, that you kind of set, try to set for 2022? Yeah, I mean, from a personal perspective, I thought I had a pretty pretty good season last year. It could have been better. So I just want to build on that, you know. I think I had nine goals, nine assists. I wanted to hit 10 and 10. So I want to achieve that this year. And um, from a collective standpoint, it's always – championships always a goal. So I think – you know, anything less than that is considered kind of a failure. You know, we're in the playoffs. I think we would have done well in the playoffs. And I think we had a chance to win it all. So from my view, you know, I came here to win a championship, and that's what I want to do while we're here. And, I, you know, I know Bob wants to win every year. Kenny wants to win. That's what we, you know, that's what we all want to do. So 
that's uh that's the ultimate goal. You know, playoffs is not a foregone conclusion, but we expect to be in the playoffs. So after that, it's it's what's next. You know, so we want to win. We want to win a championship. Nice. JF asked uh, in the chat from Alex, your perspective, what is the key to the Riverhounds getting off to a strong start this year? Um, I think just capitalizing on those situations. Like last year, I think we threw away a couple of points early on that we shouldn't have at the Hartford game, the uh, the Charlotte game at home, you know, where we were a man up for like 30 or 40 minutes and, you know, we didn't capitalize on that. So I think it's just taking advantage of those moments early on in the season. I think a lot of that last year had to do with us more or less being like a new team together, still figuring each other out. So I think this year we have a little bit more continuity and, um, you know, hopefully we'll hit the ground running, but we have to have a good preseason first and foremost and uh, going with the right mindset, the right attitude and just look to work every day and get the points whenever they're handed. Like we have to treat every game like a final this year because every team from what I've been seeing, trying to keep up with how they're building their rosters and everything like that, there's going to be no easy games from my perspective. So I think we just need to take every single game as if it's our last and just, you know, make the most of each and every opportunity. For sure. Alex, listen, man, we, we, we want to be respectful of your time. We really appreciate you coming on to join us. You mentioned when, uh, when is the baby due? When should we, uh, you know, start making signs and stuff in the steel army? Um, or you and your wife. June is the due date for now. So, you know, it could be earlier, it could be later, but um, hopefully just for a happy, healthy baby. Don't know what we're having yet. And um, yeah, so around June, June 17th is supposed to be today. So we'll see. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congrats, man. And like I said, we really appreciate you coming on and chat with us. Obviously, best of luck as you guys head into the preseason, the rest of the offseason. Um, you know, we and all fans are totally pumped to, that, you know, not only are you back and you're playing, but that the season is coming and uh, just to see sort of what you have, have in store for the fans. So thanks again, man. You know, we really appreciate you talking to us and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you here real soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Good thanks, man. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good combo. I love Alex. Very cool. Yeah. One of my favorite players for sure. Um, so uh, uh, once again, you know, huge thanks to Alex for joining us. Um, make sure everybody you go check him out. He's on Twitter. I think it's at, at Alex Dixon 19. Um, we also mentioned, uh, you know, the USL Players Association at USLPA and also the Black Player Alliance. He mentioned the at USLBPA. Uh, go check out both of those things. Uh, both great, great uh, uh, contributions to the league um, and, and, you know, very much appreciated by the players and I think very much supported by the fans. So awesome, awesome stuff. Guys, just a few more things here to uh, to sort of wrap up the show. There was, there's been a ton of news over the past two weeks um, that just wanted to pick your brain on. First of all, uh, the Hounds, we mentioned, the Hounds signed the USL all-time leading goal scorer, Dane Kelly, which I think was a bit of a shock. The the Riverhounds Twitter started dropping hints over the course of the week. And I think everybody's heads were sort of spinning. Like, what? where is this going? And it wasn't until like the day of that somebody guessed that it was Dane Kelly. Josh, when you hear that, you know, the USL all-time leading goal scorer is joining the Hounds, what was your reaction? Yeah, like shock is the right word for it. I just was not expecting that big of a signing, especially a forward. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I thought we were we were pretty good forward right now i was like okay yeah yeah i could see them signing a defender here or there like midfield but a keeper would be you know nice at some point um but yeah, yeah the, alex the, will play it's the last position that he that's has right yeah exactly alex got that covered it's fine but yeah it, like and it was also fun like the the social media 
aspect of it and how they were dropping those hints. And you should have seen the Steel Army Discord. Like we had people scouring like Danish players and like <laughs> like looking at like because I kept on saying something about Great Danes and like yeah. stuff like that. So like okay, let's let's look at all the open market here. Like who's on other teams? Like <laughs> spreadsheets were happening with Shu and like it was there was a lot going on. And yeah, so <laughs> it was a it was a lot of fun to try to guess it and and then you know we we figured um i just forgot who guessed it right sorry uh but he was on the the discord and he also uh you know kind of brought that up and we were all like looking into it seeing if it could be him or not it's like i don't know 99 that's kind of a stretch wait his twitter handle has 99 in it that makes complete sense so yeah it was it was a lot of fun <laughs> to uh suit that out well, in, in in what just er, it wasn't earlier that week, but it was like the last signing I believe that was announced before Dan Kelly was Albert Dequa, right? So I think we were all sort of like, okay, like we have our forward up forward lineup set. You know, you have Ciceroni, Dixon, Dequa, like that's it. And then you have Dan Kelly getting dropped into that mix. Kev, I mean, what are your thoughts when you know last year most of our goal output? Output felt like it was coming from Ciceroni. You know, Dixon. You had a little bit of the midfielders chipping in. Now you add, you know, what our buddy John at USL Tactics, I think he said was, you know, basically the oh shit moment for everyone else in the East that the Hounds got <laughs> Dean Kelly. What what are your thoughts on adding, you know, a goal scorer on top of that? Oh, I think it's great. I mean, I think um, it's one of the hardest things to do to try to kind of tactically build a team to kind of find goals and to kind of like, you know what I mean? And so like I, a... a a kind of line that gets passed around I've heard in like different like fan circles is just like, all right, you know, you can, you can do a lot as far as like in practice in, in player development to fill holes throughout your team, but you kind of need to like just buy goals and, you know, get getting Kelly in is absolutely buying goals. And that's, you know, it, and I feel like it is somewhat of a, you know, statement. I mean, I think, we've we've kind of like tossed around the ideas all right well you know we know lily likes kind of maybe working within a certain budget that he's comfortable with and but what if he just got all the, you know what if all these resources were just thrown at him and i mean to me this is this is one of the better things we could have done uh all, all, all season you know he's guaranteed i mean nothing's guaranteed the season could be canceled because of covid but like <laughs> he's guaranteed 10 goals, you know, on top of what Cicerone is going to do on top of what Dixon's going to do. Um, so I think, I mean, it's great. Um, and yeah, it gives, I think also it, it gives us a bit more depth. Um, it gives us optionality and how we kind of line up. Um, if we get into scenarios where, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it gives us a lot more flexibility. And so I think it's, it's a really, really good signing. Um, you know, I, I struggle to think of one in recent memory that kind of, you know, gets the ears perked up as much as this one did. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm pretty excited. This just isn't, I don't want to say this isn't typically how the hounds operate, but that's it. It always feels like, or at least for the past few years, it's been somebody like a Dixon where we're like, he's really good. And you know, Hartford really loved him, but he's a former Lily guy. Like is, is Lily just going after guys that he got before? And this is a case where it's like, Nope, like Kelly's played all over the USL. And now he's sort of well, fallen into our lap. So, and I also get the sense that, like, you know, even with you know Alex, you know, he's played, he's, he played a, a few different positions last year, um, and most most 
Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm probably stretching right now. I, I was going to say, like, a lot of our players do get kind of moved around, and we don't really know what position, like, kind of is their best or whatever. Like, I get the sense without really have, you know, knowing a ton about Dane Kelly. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be up front. He's, he's going to be a number nine who's just getting goals. I doubt he's going to be a left wing back. I doubt he's going to be a weird winger. I doubt he's, you know what I mean? He's going to be... Uh, he's going to be right up in center, spearhead and spearhead and the attack, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. As soon as it was announced for sure it was Dan Kelly, I did go to his Wikipedia page. I was like, okay, did he play for Rochester? <laughs> 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 like looking at his like previous teams, I'm like, huh, Charleston Battery's on there. Okay, mm-hmm. like he's like, nope, no, no Rhino. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. And Kev, to your point, I would love to see. I know Alex said that you know Winger is sort of. Where he'd prefer, I'd love to see him up top for most of the season just to see what he can do. But what Alex or Kelly? Alex, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex. Sorry, um, just no, I think like yeah. like a front three of like Kelly in the middle, Alex off the left, Cicerone off the right would be freaking amazing. Yeah, oh, that's wow. insane. Like yeah. I, that's that's like the equivalent of you know the Liverpool front three from a few years ago, where it's just so, like yeah. Yeah, or you know the Barcelona, the you know our front three is the equivalent of the what Neymar, Messi, was it Suarez? That yeah, was let's bring the expectations down a little <laughs> bit. A little bit, okay, yeah. a, little, a little bit heady right now. Uh, let's just let's simmer it a little bit. But yeah, so Dane Kelly is officially Riverhound, so we'll, we'll wait and see. It looks like uh, the team is uh, has been teasing on Twitter. We'll get to this in a second that they're building up some big news for later this week as well. So we're gonna pick your guys' thoughts. Um, real quick, uh, you know, a little bit disheartened to see that Todd Wharton is retiring, um, you know, disheartened at like for myself personally, happy for him that, you know, he's sort of had the career that he's had and that he's, you know, considering that this is the time to, to walk away. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's disappointing. I, I think originally the hounds had announced that they picked up his option. So we were fully expecting him to be back this year. But, uh, you know, I, I think just a huge thanks to Todd for everything from last year, for sure. I think he was a big part of our team. He was another guy that we played in multiple positions and he wore multiple hats when needed and was just a great utility player. So those are going to be some big shoes to fill. Um, yeah, yeah. So just a good, good all around player. Yeah. 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 We always like to have him on the team. And and uh, uh, we have a great uh, a shot of him from. Uh, when he was going on a away trip and he just looks really dis- like tired, like, okay, I'm going on the bus and we call it disappointed dad look. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he'll live on, on the discord server for the steel army as the disappointed dad uh, emoji. I forget who, who I, we tweeted out at one point where like the hounds had posted a whole bunch of pictures and we said, Oh, Wharton totally looks like the dad. And one of the players like retweeted, it was like, he totally is. So like, <laughs> They're going to have to figure out, you know, who's the yeah. new, like, dad in the locker room. Uh, maybe Todd will just sort of pop in from time to time and <laughs> set the guy straight. But, uh, but yeah. So, sad to see Todd go. The other big news, we talked about it a little bit with Alex, that the full schedule has been announced. Um, Josh, immediate takeaway. What, what were you excited to see in the schedule? It felt, it feels, it looks like a normal schedule. It's a full on schedule. It's not like this weird, like, you know, we're separating the four different divisions and playing the same team four times. And you, and you actually play some West teams, which is amazing because it's been so weird to not play any teams in the West. And it really felt like a situation where you're like, okay, there's two different leagues. 
There's the East League and the West League. They're not connected at all. And like you, you can't like have any connection. And the only time you play each other is at the very end, uh, the, the one game. So it, it's nice. I, I really like it. And the, the new additions. I mean, like Detroit, that's freaking huge. Like we've yeah. talked about some before, but like Detroit is going to be so cool to see in this league. And I'm excited for it. And just the shenanigans and all that kind of stuff. Like, and the way trip, like, you know, we're already trying to figure out plans to how to do a way trip there. Um, they're, they're early in the season, so it's going to be a little bit rough because they're so soon, but, uh, yeah, just getting that ball rolling. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm same as you seeing a bunch of the Eastern teams coming back, just sort of scanning through it. I was like, Oh, Louisville's coming to higher mark again. Like that's always, that's always a good, you know, the, the fans from Louisville were always great to have come to high mark. Um, Indy, is coming back to Highmark and we'll be going back to Indy. You know, we, I feel like we haven't played them in a few seasons. And so the team that we all love to hate is going to be there. It'll be interesting to see how we balance having, you know, Tampa and Indy and Miami all sort of, <laughs> we play each of them twice. So that's six games right there of teams that we really love to hate. Um, so yeah, Kev, any, any thoughts on the, on the schedule as you sort of scan it? No, I mean, honestly, no, I, no thoughts. I think, yeah, I'm really looking forward. I, D- Detroit, I, I'm, I've bought into like the hype around Detroit, around just the intrigue and the, the interest in the culture around Detroit. So I'm pretty interested to see, uh, to see what they have to offer, especially them being, you know, relatively close to us. Um, and yeah, really happy about Louisville too. I mean, so yeah, it's, I've it's for the past th- you know three or four years. I mean, we've all seen Louisville as like you know the, the summit of the mountain that we're trying to climb. If we if we can dethrone them in in a lot of ways then you know we have a good chance of winning everything so you know it's yeah I, both of those teams i think will be really fun yeah and i also know that there was a lot <clears throat> there was a lot made about basically the last four games of the hound season are all going to be against western teams which is a bit of a drag especially if we're going to be battling for points that I haven't actually seen how they're going to do points that I'm assuming all games are even. Um, but maybe it's the case where Josh, you're nodding. I don't know if that's fact or you're just agreeing with my hopes, but um, maybe there's no reason why it wouldn't be. I, I can't imagine them being like, well, it's a Western team. So therefore the points mean different. I don't think it's don't count towards. Yeah. 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 No, that totally be. makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So if that's the case, you know, to have our last four games against Western teams is kind of tough, but the good news is three out of those four are going to be at high mark. So it's not like we're worried about bouncing back and forth to the West coast uh, over those last four weeks heading in, heading towards the playoffs, hopefully. So that's a good sign, but um, yeah, just a lot, a lot of really exciting stuff coming out. I, I think I'm with you guys, you know, seeing more than four teams on the schedule, just like in rotation is fantastic. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, hold tight to that and uh and the season goes off with a bang so it'll be great um the last bit i i sort of mentioned here a second ago the hounds are teasing some more big news uh this week saying that they're building up the the, the official in quotes was building up some big news this week so it sounds like it's construction related any guys josh are giving us a nod like of course it is i mean all, all the tweets and everything it's going to be the montour health uh facility like it's going to be the whole announcement that that's opened up like the grand opening or something like that like i can imagine it being anything else just from the way they're talking unless there's going to be some construction at the stadium which it's a little late in the season for that. Like, I think that should have already been happening if that's what was going to happen. And I don't even know what they would do. Like the stadiums 
fine. Like, there's no reason I to I think you it. know. It sounds like there's a lot of buzz of people wanting oh. a bathroom underneath the Paul Child stand. Okay, yes. A bathroom near the Steel <laughs> Army section would be really nice. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I doubt that's what it is. It's probably going to be the Montour uh, facility is opening up. Yeah. And I appreciate uh, those of you who left comments while Alex was here telling us to ask Alex if he supports a bathroom under the Paul Child section. I, we weren't about to ask him that, but we appreciate you asking us to ask him that. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what actually happens here. They, they, the team has been posting pictures of the, the Montour complex and it looks incredible, like just absolutely incredible. And so it'll be interesting to see. You know, not only if they start showing pictures of the team training there, but the uh, spots where people can watch trainings and things like that. If that eventually becomes something where you could potentially just like roll up and like watch the team train like that would be incredible. So, yeah, I I, I tend to agree with you. I think it's going to be the Montour thing, but who knows? I mean, Kev, do you have any sort of thoughts about what they could be building? No, I mean, it has to be that, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and it's I think that's been one of the biggest I mean, it's it's hard to top news around the signing of Kelly, but I don't know. I really think that like this could be huge for the club, um, whether it's just increasing the overall kind of like status of the club throughout the entire league from a player perspective. Um, you know, increasing the opportunity of having, you know, youth based tournaments set up here and, and having more soccer around Pittsburgh and um and it looks looks really nice <laughs> it looks really cool um so yeah no i think i'm i'm very excited to see pictures and videos of it and it's, like even outside of that just like think about what this does because the team can practice there now so they don't need to be at the stadium practicing with that means they open up highmark stadium for other things like as a money-making, you know, thing, like you could have concerts there and not have to worry about the team not having a place to practice. Like you can, you can have more other sports there, like, uh, you know, during the week or whatever, like it's going to make it so they can have another revenue stream and plus events at the facility as well. So like that's two things going on there. So it's, it's definitely going to open up a lot. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we, we start hearing like, you know, announcements for the stadium, like things happening there now. Uh, outside yeah. of just like the music as a practice facility. Yeah. Yeah. I think this, this facility is going to have repercussions for this team, you know, decades from now where when it gets, you know, the, the, <laughs> when, sorry, my son just logged into the video and left a comment that says go dad. So I have family support from inside my house. Thanks. Now you're just encouraging it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, now our chat's just going to blow up with quotes from my kids. So, this feels like it's very dangerous. Anyway, what I was saying was um, I think that, uh, you know, in the USL, it's not like anywhere else in the world where if you have two teams that are trying to recruit you, you know, the pay discrepancy between one team and the other is like through the roof. So you're going to start looking at the other intangibles as to why should I go to a particular team or particular city? And I think that having something like this training facility could be a huge draw for players when, you know, you're trying to decide, do I go to Pittsburgh or do I go to Louisville? And it's like, well, if we have this whole other brand new facility that you can train indoors year round and has a gym and it has all of this stuff that, you know, other teams can't offer, that just bodes well for the team long term. So, um, yeah, I think it's great. So Agreed. Agreed. All right. Um, guys, I guess anything else 
for uh, for this one. I'm sure there's going to be more news that comes. I think at least for now, we'll probably still go another two weeks between shows, but we're getting to that point in the season where, you know, we, we basically have two weeks and the preseason kicks off. So we're going to start talking to, to players and coaches and maybe some front office folks. So anybody, you know, if you're listening or watching, if you have thoughts on who you'd like us to talk to next, uh, let us know, you know, because the, the team has been great about sort of anybody we ask for, they sort of make available. And so if you've got questions, we're happy to ask them. Um, and uh, and we love talking to these guys. I'm sure we're going to talk to Lily at some point. We, we can't escape it. Um, not that we would want to escape it, but uh, but that that's coming for sure. So uh, so, yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know who you want to talk to. And uh, we're going to try to make it happen. Otherwise, again, a huge thanks to Alex Dixon for joining us this week. Like I mentioned, go sure, go follow him on Twitter at AlexDixon19. Tell him congrats on the baby news for sure. Steel Army signs June 17th. Get them ready. Uh, and you can, as I mentioned, you can also learn about the USL Player Association at USLPA on Twitter and the Black Player Alliance um, at USLBPA. Otherwise, head over to Mongols.com. Click on the show to become a, a uh, Patreon follower. Uh, weekly reminder... Black Lives Matter, uh, obviously. And uh, let's get into the sponsors. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old cookie cutter templates? And, uh, ooh, I haven't done this in a while. From Nike and Adidas? <laughs> Looking for a unique, complete, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design a new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. Looking for more great USL news? Head over to BGN.FM, where we now have over 100 fans that are writing and podcasting about the beautiful game. Lots of great features that went up on the site this week. Go check them out at BGN.FM. Otherwise, thanks, everybody. We will talk to you very very soon. Cheers. Later.